As we dig in to this parable of the prodigal son, I think one, of course, we're all uh, familiar with, we should be mindful that this title makes us naturally think that the prodigal son is the focus of the story. And a lot of it, of course, is, is written about him. And so that makes sense. And so it's certainly, of course, not, not wrong to call it the parable of the prodigal son, but it can be distracting because I think when we call it by that name, it can distract us from the joy of the father. And although the father um, is, I think, more the focus of this parable of Jesus than the, the son, um, the character of the son, as, as flawed as he was at the beginning, I think it really deepens our understanding of the father. Uh, but this prodigal, prodigal son is, to you know, put it mildly, a very bad character. He's very unflattering. He's a very uh, unattractive person. Um, he says, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. Or in other words, he's saying, all you're good for, Dad, is your money. I don't want to wait until you die to get your money. I want your money so bad, uh, give it to me now so that I can live my life on my terms without you. You're, you're of no importance to me. And this attitude towards his father is itself far worse than, um, than this son's choices by which he wastes everything uh, that his father gave him. And lots of people, you know, make bad choices with, uh, with mom and dad's money. Because, and that's not uh, the central point. But this insensitivity and really baseness of, of the son really, um, I think, highlight the, the sensitivity and the depth of love that his father has which really shines forth in the second half of the parable. And in the second half, it really shows us why we should call it the the parable of the prodigal father. Because if the younger son is prodigal, so is the father, but in a different way. Um, The word prodigal means lavish and extravagant. And I always thought that, um, I guess because I didn't Google it, I always thought prodigal meant um, the one that comes back. You know, he left and he came back. But prodigal really means lavish or extravagant. So we saw the lavish way that the prodigal son, that the son um, wasted his dad's money. He lived his life with um, spending, spending money on, on prostitutes and, and everything else. And so the son is very extravagant in the way that he um, gave away money that, that was not his own. But the father, in the opposite way, is extravagant in giving away, giving away his mercy from his heart. And the joy of this father, I think, is the focus of Christ's teaching. And that's why he tells this parable to his disciples, including uh, you and me. And, of course, the prodigal son is a key figure in the parable because... Um, the parable wouldn't make any sense without him. We can't understand the, the mercy, the love, the joy of the Father until we see what that mercy and love uh, can do. And so the focus here is not on the sins of the Son, but on the joy of the Father. 
And so when we, when we, when we kind of place ourselves um, inside of this, this parable, when we, when we place our own life here, uh, we can recognize that, that the joy of God the Father is infinitely greater uh, than your sins. And if you remember at the beginning of the parable, um, the son had this whole speech ready to go that he was going to give to his father. And as he's coming back into town, uh, the father sees him coming and he runs to the son. He doesn't stand there and wait. He runs to his son. And the son is only able to get out a few words before the father comes in and, and, and welcomes him back home and says, we need to celebrate. We need to have a party uh, because, because my son uh, has returned. And, um, you know, the, the, the idea that the joy of the father is, is greater than our sins, you know, sometimes that can register in our mind, but sometimes it can't make, as they say, that, that 12-inch drop to our heart. You know, that we really know in our heart that the love of the Father is greater than our sins, is greater than our um, mistakes. And I think a lot of us, uh, including myself, you know, we can get caught up in this. And unfortunately, um, I think a lot of people uh, stay away from God because they don't believe that he is even more loving as a prodigal or a lavish or an extravagant father with his, with his mercy and his love and the joy that, that he experiences uh, when, when we come back to him. And, you know, unfortunately, this might be due to the example set by um, some people's earthly fathers. Uh, it may be due to um, having committed a mortal sin um, you know, of such uh, magnitude that they think it's impossible, you know, for God to, to ever forgive them. But we know that, and, and Jesus shows us today in this parable, that, um, that it is true, that it is true that, that God's mercy, his love is uh, incredibly greater, more lavish, more extravagant, uh, more prodigal uh, than, our, than our sinfulness. And so, um, whatever, whatever um, a person's reason would be for, for staying away from God, um, they and we need to turn to the Father whom uh, Jesus describes through this uh, master parable as so much greater than our sins and, uh, and uh, has, has great joy when we return, a joy that he wants us to experience as well. And may God bless you all.